The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. I'm joined by Stephanie Preisner, writer and broadcaster, and Richie Oakley, uh, who is formerly the Business Post editor, and he's now with the PR firm Murray Group. And maybe you might put on your PR advisory hat, Richie, and tell us what you would be advising the person we were previously talking about. If you were being retained by the Web Summit, who find themselves in a spot of bother, what's the advice you would currently provide? I think they're in a, in a, in a, in a very difficult situation. I think um, with Paddy Cosgrave, I'd imagine you could give him all, all the advice in the world and uh, the issue would be whether or not he would choose to, to, to follow it. Um, well, he's built an, an amazing event on his Todd. I mean, it was driven entirely, well, not entirely by him, but he has been the driving force of building oh, that. Oh, un- undoubtedly, it's well. been a massive success story. It employs a lot of people and, you know, it has put Ireland on the map and has probably got a lot to do with the kind of the, the, the presence of multinationals in Ireland. And I mean, that, that, that's beyond uh, doubt. I mean, he's always had a very abrasive, uh, I mean, people would use stronger terms to describe his kind of antics online. Um, and I would have thought at some point someone would have said to him, look, you know, you're running a business here. You know, certainly I would have been saying to him, you're running a business here. Do you need this online persona as well? Do you need this kind of um, confrontational anti-government uh, approach uh, and do you think at some point it is going to it is going to come back to, to bite you? And I mean, <laughs> you know what's going on in Israel and Gaza is, is really serious, um, and lots of innocent people are, are losing their lives. And you know, you try and listen, and you try and learn, and you try and understand about it. Um, and I was doing a lot of that this week. And, and the one thing I, I, I read was Michal Martin's kind of comments on about it. And you know, he wasn't trying to. to you know, I'm not sure online blogging microsite is the place to kind of put opinions no, like that. It's funny when you when you talk to a lot of the big tech companies and a lot of the people who are operating in tech, one of the things that they tend to say is that the entity needs to be about more than just its fiduciary produce, that it, it has to be more than just making money and profit and all the rest of it. And a lot of those tech execs believe that their corporates need to take a position on social issues. So Paddy may be making the argument that says, no, I am doing what I should be doing, which is proving that we are more than just a big entertainment event. We actually yeah, stand I mean, for something. Yeah, I mean, the point I was is there's a place for consideration and for careful diplomacy and careful comment. And, and uh, you know, Michal Martin had you know, made comments in, in the doll and he, he spoke for a long time and he, he kind of captured... Uh, he kind of summed it up well and explained it well. And, and like, you're not going to do that on a microsite and then when you're back kind of defending your, defending your comments and then, and then ultimately apologising for them, um, it's, 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 it's difficult. And look, those companies that have reacted in the way, they're entitled to, to react in that way and it does well, look... Let me ask about uh, very, that reaction. Sorry, go ahead. It looks, it, very, it looks, it looks pretty serious. Well, that's what I want to know about from um, Stephanie, your view. One of the things that has characterised the Web Summit over the last number of years has been momentum. It has grown and grown and mm-hmm. grown. It has become more and more significant and it has always... The, one thing has begat the other, that you get a big name involved and that gets another big name involved and so on. This is the first time that we've seen a reversal in that momentum. Google, Meta, Stripe, Intel, Siemens. They're the biggest... Amazon this morning. Amazon this morning. Yeah. That's dead right. Is is that going to be a, a terminal? I, I think it probably will be. I don't know how he unbakes this cake, you know, because he's put out his apology, but he's also... You know, kind of dub- first before he did the apology, he doubled down on what he was saying. 
And I think that when you look at the broader decisions that he's made, for example, I understand what you're saying about like companies, you know, corporations have to take a stand on things. And they, but he's also completely happy to take Qatari money, promote Qatar as a place to do business, which has its own issues that we heard about all during the World Cup. Um, so the question of his kind of ethics and morals there are, 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 are questionable. And I think that, you know, once once someone becomes untouchable by people like Amazon, Stripe, the people that you listed there, it takes a very brave company to be like, OK, we'll we'll go back into bed with you. So I do think that that sort of, you know, he, it's like a virus. I think it's pretty contagious. Now, he seems to have great business mind and has great acumen and has built this up. Maybe he'll find a way back around it. And undoubtedly, it isn't just that these people partner with the uh, entity. I assume that there is a depth of relationships built with the individuals in all these companies. And maybe he is working the phones and maybe he will successfully work the phones. I do feel bad for the, all the, the employees of Web Summit. Because, of which there are many. You know. Want to talk about the, the flooding that we have seen uh, during the week because one of the concerns was that it was going to get significantly worse overnight. Now, it doesn't look like that has happened, but we see on the front of the Irish Times, Ryan calls for farmer payments to reform land use and curb flooding. Likewise, on the front of the examiner, flood hit locals, brace for new deluge. This is um, in your part of the world, Stephanie. Some of the pictures of the damage done are awful. Awful, absolutely. And when I was young, I remember one time being on holidays in Spain and I was probably about eight and someone asked me where I was from and I said Mallow and they were from Offaly and they were like, oh, the place that floods because Mallow was very famous during my childhood. Pascal Sheehy was always around the place talking about, you know, not being able to see the stop sign because of the flooding. We built a wall. Then the flooding moved down to Formoy. They built a wall. Now the flooding has moved down. This is a, you know, people from Cork all over the all over the county are, are well used to this, but not, you know, now there are new places being flooded that have no defences in place. And the scale and the speed was stunning. Stunning. And you can see the kind of trauma on people where they're like, I was standing in my shop and it was just coming over I mean, the barriers and there was yeah. nothing I could do. Um, and... You know, I mean, and then the president comes out and says it's climate change and we're going to see more of it. I don't know how helpful that is right now, but, you know, we do need something, I guess, to help these people out of. On the topic of the president, he's been talking of lately. We will come to him in, in, in a while. Before that, though, Fergus McCarthy, who is of McCarthy News in Middleton, he's vice president of the Ms. Middleton Business Chamber, is with us. Fergus, um, we have seen all of the pictures. Can you just give us a sense of the kind of damage that your members have sustained and that you've sustained? Um, it, it's, it's fairly cataclysmic, you know, to be fair, Anton, you know. Um, and, 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 like, to be honest, I suppose because I'm hit myself, I, ha- I can't really kind of gauge, you know, I can't get my head around everybody else's thing. Like, I'm, you know, you, you keep meeting people that you're going, oh, God, I forgot that they live in that area. Or, they, you know, you know that shop was hit or whatever, you know. It's, 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 it's strange times in Middleton. Tell us your your own personal experience of it then. How did how did the flooding, how did that process happen? Was it as fast as we are hearing? It was very fast. And like I, I, the, the last time, I think it was 2015, we had a, a significant flood. I, I was fine. I escaped. So when the, the kind of the inevitable kind of town meetings uh, with, the, with the engineers and so on and so forth, I kind of put myself forward kind of for a committee. So I would have... The, the county engineer actually the, actually phoned me that morning. I'd been on to him the day before. We were kind of we were expecting the usual kind of flood at the end of the town. That if you put up your, you know certain shops put up their barriers and stuff like that, 
you know, we'd be okay, you know. But uh, the phone, there was a phone call came when I was on my way to the city, and uh, it was kind of, yeah, no, this is very different. The, the river we were, there's the two rivers in Middleton, and they were kind of initially kind of a bit more worried about the other one, and certainly would have affected, we say, the Main Street, uh, you know, uh, side of things, that, that it would come from one river, but it came down, the, the, the other river just burst its banks, and suddenly, like, the, 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 the street was a river, like, it was ex- extraordinary. And what does cleanup look like? Uh, at this point, not too bad. Like everything, like the, like it was like the, the the main take back of like when you step back from like what you've lost and all that kind of stuff. It was people's reaction was just unbelievable. Like you know, um, it, it, it just unbelievable. Like just the, everywhere you went, there was people. There was there was hordes of teenagers going around just offering help to whoever needed us, you know, if anything needed hunting out or there was skips appeared, there was trailers appeared, there was tractors appeared. It was an unbelievable experience. And, and like, if you can kind of, it was kind of beautiful in a way, you know, a lovely community thing, but just in terrible circumstances. Well, fingers crossed that that uh, stays happening for as long as it's needed. Fergus, thank you very much for coming on this morning. Fergus McCarthy of McCarthy News in Middleton and also Vice President of Middleton Business Chamber. It's so unusual to hear a sentence beginning hordes of teenagers ending positively. Yeah. I think that's the first time I've ever Ra- heard that happen. You were, were waiting for rampaging. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no fair play to them. Yeah, the, One of the issues, of course, emerging from this, Richie, is going to be the issue of uh, planning. Because we're now hearing from everybody, there's going to have to be more flood defences, there's going to have to be more construction. And like everything, whether it be hotels or hospitals or big infrastructure, as soon as you start saying that, a thing that should take nine months will take 175 years. I remember back in the, in the Celtic Tiger years, like the, the building on floodplains was a massive uh, issue. And, uh, you know, it turned out a lot of places were built in, in the wrong place. It, it, it's a sign of not, not joining the dots and not being prepared. I mean... I certainly remember as as a journalist writing stories about rising sea levels potentially damaging vast swathes of the east coast and if you go out along the the exact place where they're talking about there are new developments being built within 200 meters of the of the coastline um so we need we, I, I'm not sure planning is joining these dots so planning for houses okay but like do you have to ask permission for planning a flood defense like, is there any situation where we can be like, no, you're not allowed to complain about this. This is happening. And I don't care about your opinions. And I don't care if there's like a rare fish that's going to be like, we're building this wall. And <laughs> the, the, the snails in the Glen of the Downs, we're back at that point. Uh, my understanding, and Richie, you might correct me on this, is there are certain parts of what I think get deemed as critical infrastructure that you can say, we need that yesterday, tough luck, it's going up. But they are very limited and flood defences may not fit within that category. Yeah, you can to some extent. Um, and I know the government are working on pl- planning, new planning legislation that will make it less easy to take cases, especially ones that you don't have an interest in. Or well, that thing of not having an interest, that's the other thing. Of having somebody who is living 100 miles away with the capacity to object to a scheme that will never personally impact upon them. I mean, you can see the logic of everybody being involved in democracy, uh, yeah. but there comes a line. And we've had recent cases where people have ob- objected and then accepted a payment or accepted, you know, changes... Well, Finan Sheehan had that great story in the Indo of yeah. the people who were being, who were sending out an email saying, pay me, what was it, 75 grand and I will go away with my objection. Yeah. Um, now, on the topic of, of uh, democracy and its functioning, our president is meant to stay largely out of it. He has decided to get quite involved in it recently, uh, Stephanie. He has been making comments about 
um, Israel and about Gaza. And he finds himself on the front of the Irish Daily Mail this morning under the headline, Michael D., do people want a puppet for a president? Not a puppet, but like a president who understands that his job description is not to undermine government or, you know, like the president is a, it's it's not really, it's not a puppet, but it is a head of state, like an, an image, like, you know, you are, you're on the stamp of Ireland and, and not much else. And you can make decisions when, when they come to you, but... You know, I, I don't know. Oh, would you not? I mean, Mary McAleese sent some interesting pieces of legislation back to the Council of State and that sent a message about morality in the that state. That sent a message, but she was doing it through means which were already, like, doing it through a pathway that was already established for the President to communicate with government or to show I'm not happy with this thing rather than coming out and talking to the papers, you know, about about their personal opinion on you know, because we're coming into a time, right, where it's it's possible, it's maybe not probable, but it's possible that some Irish TikTok star who has a million followers runs for president and gets it because they have way more opportunities for voters than we even imagine. It's possible, right? It's possible. Oh, no, you're right. Sorry, I'm, I'm, my expression is not one of scepticism. It's horror. You're yes, right. So but, it, this yeah. could happen. And in that case, yes, Michael D. Higgins has always been in politics. He, is always, he says, people knew this about me. I've always been outspoken. I've always said what I thought was correct. But we need the role of president to have some boundaries so that when this famous TikTok star comes out, we can say, no, 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 like you need to stay in the big house and we'll come to you when we need you for something. And and I think that while Michael D. Higgins, a lot of what he says, I agree with. I, 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 th- I could listen to him all day. I think he's a really smart man. But we need to keep the role of president Contained. Sorry, I should say, I think it was Mary McAleese, of course, referring to the Supreme Court rather than the Council of State. Do you agree that we need to put a stronger boundary around our current president? I, I think if you're looking to try and get a take on this, Stephen Collins is a good column in, in the Irish Times. I, I know Stephen has vast experience in, in politics and probably constitutional crisis going back years. And he says, look, he's no right to make big foreign policy pronouncements. It's reckless of him to do so. Uh, it's not the role of the Irish president to usurp the government's function, particularly in the midst of an international crisis. And you can imagine if you were if you were a minister and you're meeting von der Leyen, whether whether or not what what the president said about her was right or wrong, and we don't need to go into that. Um, it would be difficult to kind of be trying to um, do the role of government, and she's asking you know what's what these though, comments? Because I wonder on this, does everybody know the game very well? Michael D knows well, exactly that how far he can go. What, Ursula so, von der Leyen so knows what this so is. So then, also in the Irish Times, they carry his comments like like the Mail does as well, and he's kind of saying, look, he probably accepts a little bit that that there's right in what Stephen Stephen Collins is writing, but at the same time, he's saying, well, isn't this isn't this what the people want? Isn't this why I was voted in? And I, I mean. I used to love listening to Michael D talking in the doll. Um, you know, great speaker, good intellect. You know, had had thought things through and had something to say. Um, as president, you kind of miss him from politics because he can't do that. So, I'd imagine it's so hard for him to resist. And he he's certainly qualified to speak about about things like but this. As what well. would happen if like Michael D Higgins said something 
a la Paddy Cosgrove and all of a sudden, you know, tech companies in Ireland are like, we're moving out because of what your president said. Like, we have to be a little bit careful, no? Not equating Paddy Cosgrove. No, indeed, but I I suspect if you look at Michael D's history of the pronouncements that he makes, they tend to be carefully weighted to get enough attention that people begin to go, should he have said that? But not to actually drop us into constitutional crisis. I don't don't think the president has ever managed to say anything in 140 characters. (laughs) No, that's not so true. Uh, The Irish people like a president that tries to put manners on the government. He was elected after all. I think it's a good thing, says another, that he's not a puppet and voices what he thinks. Another, why does Michael D feel the need to give his opinion so often though? Stephanie is right that the role needs to be defined more carefully in that way. And another, the glee and gloating in Irish media and political circles about the Web Summit difficulties is extremely concerning. That they're celebrating damage to an Irish-born worldwide event is shocking and sinister. It shows how dangerous it is to speak against the government and media. I don't think there's any celebration. I think there is more just sort of stunned shock that something of this scale can get grenaded that quickly because it is four days effectively that this is happening. I think so. I think there's been a lot of factual reporting following the the, the events and and analysing its fallout. I haven't seen any kind of gloating or anything like that. Further good news for you, Stephanie. Totally agree with Stephanie's assessment of the president's role, says uh, (laughs) Ronan. We're getting even further. What's the point of a president then if he can't say anything? A waste of money. Well, that does raise a whole series of other questions that we're not going to go into. Before we wrap up, one quick one. It has been a hell of a week for celebrity revelations. We have Jada Pinkett finding every given opportunity to kick our husband, metaphorically speaking, and we have Britney's tell-all. Oh my God, Britney's tell-all is really a tell-all and I was like Richie I was asking Richie does, so so she was talking about she goes into quite like Fifty Shades of Grey detail about a sexual encounter with Colin Farrell she talks about her relationship with Justin Timberlake and how he made her or yeah. strongly suggested that she get an abortion when they got pregnant do, do these people know that this like did they know ahead of time here's the chapter you're in are you okay with this or is that not something it's just so juicy and I and I don't don't know whether to believe it or to or, or to frame it. I don't know. It's just so. But but you know we we do know that poor Brittany is like a little bit. Ah, be careful with my words. I, just a little bit delicate or vulnerable. Yeah, it has been. You know, and and so I don't know if this is maybe she wants love and attention. Maybe, the book, the book's maybe out soon. I mean, I'm racing through the booker list to get to to get to these. Just before Christmas. <laughs> Richie Oakley, former Business Post editor, now PR for Murray and Stephanie Preisner, writer and broadcaster. Thank you both very much. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.